This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the Lady Auto Mechanic. That's her brand. That's her name, the Lady Auto Mechanic, Allison Walker, who is ASE certified. Hello, Allison. Hey, Liz. Today, we're going to talk about bad habits between your vehicle repair question calls. So these are habits that folks may be doing and they don't realize that they're doing something that is not the proper way to do it, that there's a better way that'll do less damage to their car. But in between giving out this little extra information, Allison is just loves to give helpful advice and she'll either try to solve your problem for you or at least give you a good idea of where to start or who to start to get your vehicle questions uh, solved. So let's go ahead and just start off on with what some of these uh, bad habits. So uh, driving a cold car, what t- what kind of habit is this one? That's something that I've, I've talked about for years. It's something that I learned from racing cars as a way to get your compression, uh, keep your compression high on a race car is but so this goes for all cars is don't get in your car crank it up and drive right away you're instantly pushing oil out through places that it hasn't had a chance to seal up with all your oil seals which they're all over the car Um, you have your rear main seal your front main seal on your crankshaft that's just one of many seals also your piston rings in your cylinder wall do not have time to expand a little bit and seal up so eventually it'll cause blow by in your engine or you lose compression if you notice over time that your car is losing power that could be one of the causes of you doing that is getting in it and cranking it and just driving right off as soon as you leave Uh, what what you should do is crank it up and then put on your seat belt then adjust everything adjust your mirrors get your cell phone ready check your last messages send your last text of course put your phone away and after you do that you've given it about a minute to just sit there and one thing is it's circulating the oil all over the engine of course which is real important it's getting it all up to the top on the top where the valve train is it's warming everything up so you've got all this materials that need to expand you've got the rubber seals and and gaskets and o-rings that i was talking about but you also have the metal rings on the cylinders and all the the head gasket all these different things that need just a little bit of time to get a little bit of heat on them and it actually heats up pretty quickly in a car and that minute will give it enough time to do that and then after you've done that drive it slowly until it gets to operating temperature and then you can race a car technically because um, everything is sealed up everything is tight your compression's where you want it everything's really good and i but what i see people doing and i see it all the all the all the time is they crank they they get in their car they put their seatbelt on they do all the stuff then they crank it up instantly put it in gear and and 
back out and head out what direction and usually they're in a little bit of hurry and some people think that it warms their car up faster if they go ahead and and go 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 in it while it's cold like that but you're actually doing a lot of damage to your car and eventually will cause problems and sometimes i can pinpoint a problem say this person definitely didn't do that based based on that engine running is running a little rough it doesn't have the power that it should um it can cause head gasket leaks some some serious symptoms um you know from doing that so if 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 you've never done that in your car it's a good time to start it never it it, you can start doing it at any time it's not going to change anything um just go ahead and and make that a habit and try to stop just getting in your car and rushing out in it and and getting in in traffic and everything so that's that's a big one and it'll help your car it'll help maintain that engine for a long time a lot longer than than normal now you're not saying that you need to sit in there until the the heater starts blowing the warm air or you know the five minutes to warm it up right you don't want to idle it that long it literally takes about a minute minute and a half just just to get it where you want and then drive it slowly and once it gets to operating temperature where that needle's in the middle then you can pretty much go as fast as the car needs to go at that point if you live like next to the interstate where you're going from just sitting there and then hopping at and going high speeds that can be kind of damaging to your car so you may want to let it idle just a little bit longer give it a little bit more time before you jump into high speeds and putting so much pressure on your car so that's that's what i recommend is about a minute to let it warm up and that's cold weather hot weather any any weather just give it a minute fantastic well today we're gonna be giving out some bad habit correcting advice on things that you may not realize that you're doing that does damage to your car. Allison's going to give us some advice on how to change our habits so that our cars, we want our cars to last long. Yes, please. I don't want to have to buy a new car, get a car note. And if you have a question for Allison, she is just awesome and is tries very hard to explain whether you need a, a simple explanations or whether you are a tip-top automotive kind of person and you just want to bounce some ideas off. Allison really loves giving out information. And Our maybe num- they can give us some, if people want to call in and give us some tips that they have themselves would be nice. If that they would have be great. Bad habit tips. Yep. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464 and our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. We've got some phone calls. Let's first go to uh, Rick in Olive Branch. Rick, thanks for calling in today. What's your question? Well, I'm going to divert from the, what the show was supposed to be. I was calling because uh, I know Allison does the autocross to let her know about a race that was going on up here in the Memphis area February 1st. Do you know about that one, Alex? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Rick, and tell us you, about it. Uh, yeah. It's supposed to be a charity autocross uh, car show at Memphis International uh, Raceway, uh, which is right outside of, well, between Memphis and Millington. And are you coming to that one, Allison, or... Um, I, I tell you what, I'll know here in 
probably this weekend if I'm going to be able to make it. Um, since my race car isn't ready, I just lined up with someone that just got a Miata, and they want me to co-drive with them. And it's um, with the younger fella, and he's wanting to learn how to do it and everything. So I um, I told him that we can race here in Mississippi, but there are areas outside of it, and we were actually going to get together this weekend and go over like a, an autocross attack program to, to okay. get in there and, and have fun. So I'll, I'll, I'll go over that with him. I was telling him about, uh, I just kind of briefly told him about this one and then another one that's down in, in Louisiana that's outside of our Mississippi region that he might be interested in to go ahead and, and get started. So thank you so much for reminding me about that, and I'll go back over that with them and see if maybe you, we can uh, make it. Do you have like a Facebook page or something that uh, might be able to keep, keep up with you? The uh, reason I'm asking is my daughter had showed uh, interest uh, about going to that event at Memphis and thought maybe she might find you and uh, and y'all could bench race a little bit. Oh, fantastic. That would be amazing. Um, well, you can follow me on the Lady Auto Mechanic on Facebook. You can, the lady auto mechanic. You can also follow my personal profile, which occasionally I'll have um, some race stuff on it too. My name's Allison Walker, and you'll see me with the wrench on my profile picture. <laughs> okay. Um, and so you, you can't miss me. And I'm in Brandon, Mississippi, if that helps look it up. And you can follow me. Now, friend of me doesn't really do much good. It's easier if you can just follow me on there because I'd only friend people in my local area for now on on Facebook. But um, but you can follow me on the Lady Auto Mechanic page. And and also, I highly recommend looking in. Do you, Are you all close to Mississippi? Can you get down to Mississippi to race? Or do you are you already familiar with your local region? Well, see, she's not doing really doing that yet. Uh, matter of fact, she's got a 01 Mustang, supercharged Mustang. Ooh. She's actually having the uh, roll cage put in it. Right? Ooh. So she's going to do the the well, time attacks and whatnot. Well, she's wanting to do drag race, and, and, but the way the car is set up, uh, to me it almost looks like an old Trans Am car, uh, the way that the uh, suspension and the tires and everything. Huh, and, cool. and like I said, she's just an all-around racer, dirt, asphalt, whatever. Um, and uh, like I said, I, I oh, thought that's it amazing. pretty cool for you two girls to get together. And I'll tell you, an event that we're hosting for autocross, we're hoping, hosting a national event in May that um, she may be interested in coming down because it'll be one of the closest ones to all of us in this area down here in the south because we don't have as many around here. That may be something she's interested in, in, in coming down, and I will definitely be there for that, where, for that event, that? too. That's in Grenada, Mississippi. Okay. So about three, four hours from Memphis area. Yeah. No, 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 not less than that. No, about an hour and a half. Less than that in it. That's yeah, right. I'm an thinking, hour and a half. I'm thinking from yeah. where I live. Yeah, All so right. close by. Well, like I said, I, I'm, I apologize for diverting from uh, the program protocol and everything, but. Uh, Oh, no, you're fine. We'll talk racing on here anytime. Now, we'll take all kinds of calls, Rick, and I'm glad you called and pointed that out. We'll have a link to that on our webpage. And if anybody else has any car information and they want to share it with us, uh, you know, we're always looking for content for our podcast webpages. We'd love to put up any kind of information. So I'll I'll look that up, Rick, and we'll have a link to that on this show's page. And send me a message, too, Rick. Uh, That's what I was going to say. I'll send you a message, and uh, 
uh, send you some photos and some uh, uh, news reports that were done on her and her mother. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, sounds good. Well, I look forward to hearing from you, Rick. You girls have a good day. All right, thank you. You you. We're going to continue our discussion of bad habits when we come back from the break. If you have a problem with your vehicle, that's Allison's Jam. Call us at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You could also send us an email to auto at mpbonline.org. John, Homer, and Roger, hang on. Is your car under recall? We're going to have a list of ones that are when we come back. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Hi, I'm Jason Klein from Fix It 101. If you ever thought about changing the doorknob or fixing a leaky faucet, some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. It's an expensive cycle. Insurance, gas, maintenance. Let us help break it by turning that car of yours into public radio. If your car is more work than it's useful, donate it to us. We'll pick it up, get top dollar for it, and use the funds to bring you more of your favorite shows. You might even qualify for a tax deduction. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. Welcome back to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. Now, if you can't listen to our show all the way through, please do find our podcast. You can search uh, through automotive, through how to, and or just type in auto space correct. Here are the recalls for the week. Big one, 2.4 million Acura and Honda cars, SUVs, and minivans. Dealers will inspect and, if needed, replace certain Takata driver's side front airbag inflators manufactured with non-Azide propellant for free. Honda said free recall inspections and repairs will begin roughly in a year as replacement parts for alternative suppliers are not yet available. So this is, we knew this one was coming. This is a replacement for the replacements, I think, on these Takata airbags. So 2.4 million Acura and Honda cars, SUVs, and minivans, their airbags are being recalled. And that's the only one this week. So let's go over five of the biggest recalls in 2019. 3.5 million 2014 and 15 Cadillac Chevrolet and GMC SUVs and pickup trucks. You need to get your dealer to reprogram the electronic brake control module. There are 1.3 million Subaru cars and SUVs where dealers only have to replace the brake light switch as a fix. There are 1.2 million Nissan and Infiniti cars, trucks, and SUVs and vans. The dealers need to update the backup camera settings software. There are 1.2 million Ford Explorers. Dealers are to remove and replace left and right rear suspension toe links, as well as align rear suspensions. 
And then there are 928,000 Toyota Scion and Lexus cars, minivans, SUVs, and pickup trucks. The dealers have to have a airbag assembly replaced. Now, that's just a whole bunch of cars without makes and models in years. So if you want to find out if your car has a past recall, go to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration's website, NH. TSA.gov slash recall, and you just put in your VIN number to find out if your vehicle has a recall. We're talking about bad habits today, but that's just in between your vehicle repair questions. So let's go ahead and go to the phones. John, thank you so much for calling in from Macomb. What's your comment or question? Uh, my question is, uh, it's a 2001 uh, Honda, and uh, it hadn't been run since uh, 2015. And you think it's worth buying? I do. I, I tell you what, I've, I've had heard and experienced a lot of older Japanese cars that have sat up for a long time and you just get in there and reline the gas tank and make sure that it's not going to shove through debris into the injectors the first time you crank it up or clog up the fuel filter or whatnot and usually they're good to go crank them right up make sure it's got oil fluid and then away you go so that's five years of it sitting up i've heard of them sitting up longer than that so that's That's in my opinion i think that's okay because i know she she just won 500 squared and so and uh, does she know the reason why it sat up or why it it hadn't been driven? Well, I think they just you know they they had other cars and things, and I think they just didn't didn't crank it enough or something. They didn't have a battery in it enough. Okay. Somebody died or something, and they just they wanted to get rid of it. Okay, sounds good. Uh, you might can have the gas tested before and make sure you, you, whether or not you need that tank done or not. But put a battery in in it and and crank it up. And I I bet you that it would would crank unless they had a problem they didn't tell you about. <laughs> but well, I don't think yeah. they had a problem with it. You know, it just they just uh, set it up. That's that's good. Okay, it sounds it sounds like it's a it's a good deal. Let us yeah. know how it goes. Uh, if you if you remember to. You know, if it was a fifty uh, forty eight or forty nine, it'd be a different ball. Game. Right. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a different ball game. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you, John. We appreciate you calling in. Let's now go to Clarksdale. Homer, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing? How y'all doing today? Really good. Uh, Allison, I don't know if you remember or not. I called you about a light bulb on a Dodge Dakota right before Christmas. Um, I do remember. I don't remember exactly the details, but I do remember you calling. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, seven hundred dollars later. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> so what? Now, well, tell actually, me, tell actually, me, let's go back over what initially. So you had a bulb and you replaced it; it didn't work, and it was a was it a brake light or it was it was a BCMT, a body control module 
uh, that had to be replaced, of course, on that truck is a 203. Uh, Dodge discontinued the part. I looked around, and that really wasn't a... The seven hundred dollars wasn't bad when they when they actually told me the price of it. Uh, I fell out and the EMT charge was like thirty five hundred dollars. I'm just kidding, but anyway, <laughs> they uh, <laughs> I, they do they are getting the part. They say it will be in about five days, and it uh, it's a pretty reputable company that they're not a dealership, but. They're fixing it, but they said that this would actually get it done. So I said, well, you know, it's 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 a good truck. It's just Dodge have I've had a Dakota before that I've had electrical problems. It was just a computer uh, replaced <laughs> it, worked fine. But one of the things that I do with vehicles is, and I don't know whether. This has given me the ability to get the mileage that I've gotten out of vehicles, but one of the things is I change oil and filter about every 3,000 miles, and I do it myself, and it's not because I don't trust uh, people to do it. It's just when I do it, I know everything is where it's supposed to be. Right. Uh, A lot of times I've heard people with horror stories about the drain plug was not tight, or cross-threading uh, you, it. You, yeah, and you grab the filter. The filter is not tight. Over time, that thing will slip loose. It'll vibrate loose, and you going down the road, and if you drive four or five miles without oil in your car, it's going to ruin that engine. It's going to ruin it. So yeah. that's one of the things. And what one of the things I do is this. Every vehicle that I've owned, when I get in them, I will let them run five minutes and turn them off. If they made some kind of pump that would heat oil up, and I got a diesel truck, it's got a heater in it. But the thing of it is, if you could heat it up and get that pump to moving before you actually crank an engine to get oil in it, a gas engine would probably last five, six hundred thousand miles. I mean, a lot of them do now. That's true. Uh, but Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah, it will, it will help them last longer. Mm-hmm. It, what tears them up is when you crank them up. I mean, you know, that's that's the biggest, hardest wet on the engine. It's no oil in there. It's cold. takes a while. And every, right. every vehicle that I've owned, just from doing that practice, I've got I got a 3,800 Buick right now. I'm getting ready to sell. I'm going to practically give it away. I bought it mm-hmm. for my son when he went to college. He graduated and bought it back. But... The uh, that that engine has three hundred and eighty thousand miles on. That's a and really good engine. Perfect. That is a good engine. Well, let, let me let me know this. Did did the, so that did fix the problem with the bulb on that one? Well, Allison, I, the the part they had. I went up Tuesday. Today is Thursday. Um, I went up Tuesday and paid. Uh, to actually have the 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 six hundred and something dollars, of course they charged me a hundred and something dollars to diagnose it, and I paid the other six hundred dollars to actually have it fixed. And it's taking five days to get, you know, to get that part in. Everybody, it's okay. just not a easy to find part. 
Well, well Homer, I'm glad they got it fixed. Goodness, goodness that, uh, that, that's the kind of thing that scares me. When That's the kind of thing that scares you when you're taking your car in to get fixed, mm-hmm. is that you think, oh, it's just a bulb, and then they yep. wind up uh, charging that much. Well, Homer, yeah. we are so glad that you have uh, called. You know, I think I'll go back through some of our old, sh- our old yeah. shows. I'll find his other call and kind of squish it together. We'll make a little podcast of, of I'd Homer's l- I'd call. I'd love to do that. Thank you so much for calling us back and letting us know what happened with that, Homer. All right. Homer, thank you so much for calling in. Um, what is an unreliable car not to buy? We're going to get to that after our break. We're going to be talking about bad habits in between your phone calls. Our number is one eight seven seven. MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You could also send us an email to auto at mpbonline.org. Roger and Jimmy, hang on. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Joining me on the show each week are healthcare professionals who add their expertise to the discussion. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, you know, the lady auto mechanic, she's our expert. I'm Liz Gill, and we want to thank you for your contributions to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. I hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. So in addition to listening to our show on the MPB Public Media app, you can also click on support and make a contribution. So, you know, we really rely on the contributions to maintain our national programming and the high standards that we uphold. Carcomplaints.com is a resource for unreliable car information. And today we're going to caution you about the Mazda 3, the 2010 and the 2014. They had various different issues listed on carcomplaints.com. Consumer Reports also has a list of vehicles that have a record of much worse than average overall reliability based on subscriber responses to their annual survey. So please consider reading up on the reliability of any used car before purchasing it. But if you're interested in reviews of new cars, Casey Williams is the automotive correspondent for WFYI, a public radio station in Indianapolis. He's reviewed cars and covered the auto industry for over 25 years. And this week, he's got reviews on the, you may have to help me with this one, Allison, the 2020 
Alfa Romeo Stevlio Quadrifiglio. That's close. Okay. <laughs> and he also talks about the Consumer Electronics Show that was in Las Vegas yeah. uh, earlier in the month. Man, they've got some wild stuff. And lots of cars now awesome. are at the Consumer Electronics Show. That's so that's cool. very interesting. We've been talking about bad habits this hour, but we've also been taking lots of phone calls. We're very excited to finally get to Roger. Roger, thanks for calling in this morning. What's going on? Well, i got several things. I want to, first of all, compliment the show. Uh, you know I'm a loyal caller, uh, but I've been listening for at least 50 years. Awesome. <laughs> Calling in every now and then. Uh, and if there is no click and clack, this has got to be the next best. And I, uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> I look up to them, so thank you very much. Yeah, I'm sure you do, and it, it's so entertaining. But I think today's show is particularly entertaining, so thank you again for that. Thank you. I think this show is going exceptionally well today. <laughs> yeah. And I know as a as a as an every now and then call screener, I also want your listeners to know that it's not a simple thing to handle to be the call screener and uh, deal with Kevin or whoever else is there. <laughs> so helpful and you're relying on him. But Liz Gill, uh, they're just so, there's nobody any better, and, and I compliment you because I never hear any uh, use of the word like. I never hear you say All right. And I think that your diction is wonderful, and so thank you for that. Third thing is, I call in on the on the topic. Okay. Told uh, you, Liz. Um, I have a '75 F100. Everything I have is old, but it's a old truck. Nice. Burn a lot of oil. Okay. Now I have the engine looked at and and, and not rebuilt totally, but they did replace the the uh, valve guides, and that's where my oil use was going. Uh, it turns out, I mean, it uses a little oil. I think all four, well, anyway. <laughs> but, yep. but but it but it nothing like it used to. So uh, before you get a total engine rebuild, they can go in. That's not a not as big a job as as a total rebuild. It wasn't that expensive. As to oil changes, uh, the there is a danger if you go in a place that doesn't know you and they, you don't know them. And maybe it's not, or maybe it's an off-brand, or I don't know. They may have some young mechanic there who's on the job and said, and the oil change the simplest thing they can assign some newcomer. And they may very well over-tighten or strip the oil plug, and it's happened to me and happened to many people. So just pay a little more and choose your oil change. I agree with that. They're under a lot of pressure to go fast, too, and not paid very much and with little training. So I've I've heard too many problems with, and this is with the rapid oil changes uh, type places is mainly the ones. And I won't name a big, big mart that does it, but they... um, um, I've heard a lot of problems in that sort of thing. What you can do, I don't know how it works because I don't go to those places, but is just say, I want to meet the person, male or female, who is going to change my oil. And they'll look at you funny, 
but you want to see them and you and you want to let them know that you're interested more than they are. To me, a place that will let you do that is a place that feels very trustworthy to me. And the, and the good places that I know that are that that would do that are they are good places. That's exactly. And right. then some of them, it's where the mechanic that's going to work on your car owns the place and is who you talk to and is their own secretary. I know a few shops like that. Right. And and they're the ones that answer the phone and work on your car. So those are nice too, and you and then you get a, a good relationship with them. And and they're usually, if they're anything like me, I like to talk about exactly what's going on with your car. I don't like to leave you in the dark. I guess is what I'm saying. So I agree with that. I do uh, just an example of that. I'm not going to drag this out, but but it's just a good topic I think for your listeners. I ask, may I go under the lift when you get it up there? And I know to be careful and look at my underside of my car because I want to see what the mechanic says he saw or she saw uh, when they tell me they did a 100% inspection of this and that. And I, I, I'm not doubting them, but I just kind of want to see for myself. If, if I want them to look at the CV joint boots, uh, I want to look at them too. Okay. Right. I agree with that. I I think that should be something that that's allowed. I know insurance kind of makes it where you're not technically supposed to do that, but yeah. it's something that I would I would do, and I have done at shops before. And that's the relationship uh, aspect of knowing who you're getting to do your work. Okay. The reason right. I called in was <laughs> I didn't say all that other stuff, but uh, I want your comments on uh, because I've heard various things, but for. My, uh, oh gosh, 65 or 70 years of driving, <clears throat> I early on got a habit, and I, I don't call it a bad habit. I think it's illegal, but <laughs> it is putting the car, I used to do this a lot with standard, but even with uh, uh, automatic transmissions, putting it in neutral to coast down a long hill. Ah. I'm not using gasoline. And so, is that doing any damage uh, to the transmission? And uh, I don't know how you know whether it is or not, but it's, I've never had any issues develop and be attributed to that. But on the other hand, there may be some conditions under which you would not want to do that because it's bad for the, for the transmission. Uh, I don't think it's legal in mountain country <laughs> to coast down a hill in neutral, but I, I'm not sure of that. But. Well, from my understanding is that it doesn't hurt the transmission to put it in neutral and and let it coast like that, but you want to use your engine braking on your car for downhill, which helps a lot. Absolutely. If, if you can get that RPMs right, and it, and it helps you not wear out your brakes because your brakes will fade on you quickly. That, that's right. So, you don't so engine braking, so maybe not ride in neutral, but put it in a low gear that, that works with the speed that you're going so it's not over-revving the engine and kind of work that balance out, and then that's what you're technically supposed to do. Most of your listeners are interested in automobiles, or they wouldn't be listening. But so, but if you drive in or out of the town of the city on Lakeland Drive, you're going to go through 13 or 15, I've forgotten, stoplights. <laughs> and many of them at the bottom of a slope. And if you time it right, you can actually coast quite a bit, and you'll see people rev around you and pass you, and then they'll have to hit their brakes. 
And most people don't think of how much difference that makes on wear and tear, gas mileage, and safety. Exactly. That's actually on the list here on, on one of them. It's called lugging the engine. But um, yeah, we'll we'll go over go over that if if we get to. We got a lot of calls. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you for your show. Good job. Thank you. All right. Really bye bye, Roger. It. Yeah, let's go ahead. Uh, mention lugging the engine. What does that mean? So lugging the engine is basically where you you you're in a, a a high gear. You're rolling along. Um, it's at low RPM, and you full throttle it, and you you get in on the engine and and gas it basically, and it just lugs your engine. It puts a, so much pressure on it. Basically, the opposite of that is to ease into higher speed on your car to to not just full throttle it. And people, I see them do it all the time too. Uh, when I'm riding around with other people, the car will be just coasting along and they'll need to pass or they're trying to do some maneuver or or just going too fast in traffic and are full throttle in the engine at low rpm and it just wears it out it's one of the worst things you can do for your engine it will tear it up and just wear it down quicker so basically you just want smooth throttle you want to smoothly go into a faster speed smoothly slow down and that's something i teach when i do lessons for students and stuff is the teach them we want a good even throttle not too slow because too slow kind of puts a little bit of wear on your engine but you want a good even throttle up and down as you're driving your car at higher and lower speeds i think i heard somewhere you want to drive like your grandma's china is in the back seat and you got a swishy casserole on the way to church yes yeah <laughs> drive that carefully yes. all right let's go to jimmy jimmy in alabama thanks for calling in to autocorrect. Go ahead. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, my question is, I have a 2007 Mercedes-Benz C230 Sport. And uh, the ABS light that came on, and the car won't come out of park. Mm. <laughs> uh, it just did, all of a sudden did that? Did we have something about someone whose brake light that was on a Cadillac, like the oh, right. brake light went out and it wouldn't start or something. That's right. It was a turn signal. It was yeah. a turn signal light. Yeah. A turn signal light had gone out on the car. So right. maybe you have a possible that. You know what you need to do on this is is Google it also. Put in exactly the okay. way you just put it to me. Right. And Google it and see if you can come up with something. And when we take a break, I'll Google it and see if I can find something. But that's, I have no idea what that looks like. And for it to just to start doing that, maybe, right. maybe you do have a bulb out. Because um, th- that ended up being a feature. We ended up having a couple of calls that day or so about it where other people had had the problem where a bulb had gone out or, or something like that. And that's that's been a while now. That was one of our first shows well, i believe let me ask this question could it could it be the uh, module like the uh, abs module yes it could be with that abs light coming on this all happened simultaneously right this all happened at right. the same time uh-huh. yep um and it won't it won't come out of park unfortunately you're you're gonna have to have it Code and I would take it to the either Mercedes dealership or an import shop that works with European vehicles. 
more than likely they're the better option. Jimmy, what kind of Mercedes was it? It's a C230 Sport 2007. C230, okay. 2007. Um, and then, with that being said, check those bulbs first. Check all your bulbs on your car first. And, uh, Wait, see if they're worth all working, right? Yeah, just to, just to double check. And then, you know, another thing is, is maybe go through your owner's manual if you still have it. If you don't, you can download it off the Internet. So he's saying his, his ABS light is on. Is ABS that something you can check, like the check engine light? Unfortunately, at the auto parts stores, they don't check ABS lights right. coming on. Right. So you have to take that to a what I'd call a high-end diagnostic automotive right. shop that has the ability to read that properly. Okay, then. All right. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy yourself. Uh, thank you. Thanks thank for you, listening. Jimmy. All right. Well, we are going to keep our last four callers, uh, uh, Mark Preston and Sam. Hang on. We're discussing bad habits today when we come back from the break, but we're taking their their repair questions. We're going to be, it's hours almost over, Allison. This has gone by fast. If you have a question, don't forget to send us an email, Auto at mpbonline.org. What's in the news? We'll tell you right after this break. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. Welcome back to AutoCorrect. Now, remember, if you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show three different ways. Our website, autocorrect.mpbonline.org. You can listen to the podcast or you can listen on the MPB public media app. Now, there are here's in the news. There are apps that can scan for devices that are using Bluetooth. You know, a lot of people who have these Apple earbud uh, that, uh, you know, if they've fallen out, if you have to find a lost phone that the Bluetooth is on, but... You're not the only one who uses them. The Folsom, California Police Department noted on Facebook recently that criminals are using Bluetooth scanners to find electronics hiding inside your car. The Bluetooth BLE device app is just one app that'll show you available 
gadgets and their Bluetooth signals. So now here, so here's a quick word of caution. Before you leave a phone, a computer, an iPad, or some other device in your locked car, turn off the Bluetooth. Uh, why let some criminal use a scanner to find your stuff? Smash the window and take it away when you can just toggle Bluetooth off and render them undetectable. Well, you know, even my phone, you know, if I have my phone and I turn the Bluetooth on and you search for available devices, oh, right. it'll show you what's on. And so if you're walking around in a, not to give anybody ideas, if you're <laughs> walking around in a parking lot, you can see, oh, look, here's a car. There's got an iPad in it. I trust our listeners not to. We don't want any smash and grabs, folks. (laughs) I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, ASE certified, Allison Walker. Let's uh, knock out these last calls. Uh, Mark from Hoover, Alabama. You've got uh, Allison Curious with your turbocharge question. What's going on? Yeah. Yes. Good morning, ladies. Great show. Long time listener. Awesome. First time caller. Thank you. Oh, really? Wow. Awesome. On our show. I feel privileged. (laughs) Imagine. Awesome. Um, I don't have any problems with a turbocharger. Um, You know, uh, when I was growing up, they were basically left for exotics and race cars. Right. They've pretty Mm -hmm. much gone mainstream now. I mean. Yeah, it's for emissions. They help with emissions really well. Right. With My trying to beat the emissions uh, laws. Lincoln has a EcoBoost engine in it. And, you know, my question is, um, I know, again, back in the day, they were, the reliability on them was good, but they were only good for X amount of miles. And then they had to either be A, rebuilt or B, replaced. And they were fairly expensive. What are the reliability of these modern day turbochargers like? I'll be honest, I've heard of some problems here and there, but um, I guess let me put it like this. Your more reliable car manufacturers don't have as many problems, and ones that known to have some problems do. I, I've known of a Ford Turbo that had some serious problems on it, but you don't really see it as much, with, say, with your Japanese manufacturers. But I will tell you this, it is on my list today about turbo chargers with all these turbo cars that are out there these days. Some people have turbos and don't even know it. You've got to let your car cool and idle for about a minute before you turn it off when you drive the car. I don't know if you knew that. I had heard that, yes. It's because of the. it needs to cool down. The, the exhaust gases need to escape the car, and the oil in the turbo needs to cool down while the turbo is not being used. And so that's, what do you do? that's across the board. When you are going to turn your car off and you have a turbo, let it stay on and idle for a minute. Oh, okay. So kind of then the opposite of warming the opposite, up. You yeah, need to take cool off down. your seat belt, mm-hmm. uh, grab your mm-hmm. stuff. and Okay. And this is, this is turbos. This is old turbos, new turbos, any car with the turbo. And there's a lot of turbo out there these days. I saw a turbo Nissan Sentra. Like a regular little economy car, just the other day, and I was I was surprised to see that. That's something new on the market that they're doing. So they're just they're putting them everywhere. Mm-hmm. So well, thank you for the information. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. All right, thank you, Mark. Okay, uh, Sam in Jackson. Uh, thanks for you need to be kind of quick. Thanks for calling in oh. to AutoCorrect today. 
Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for ha- taking my call. So the dude with the Mercedes where he can't put it, uh, take it out of park? Right. He needs to look under his brake pad and look for a little sensor there. My Hyundai was doing a very similar problem. Okay. Where I'd be driving and my brake lights would be on and um, my ABS light would come on and if the engine would try and stall out. So his is probably the opposite. Mine was stuck on. His might be stuck off. Right. Okay. Then he can't put, then he can't put it in park because there's that sensor on the brake. That's a good tip. So maybe if he's listening, it, it's the, the it's like the switch that lets you know the brakes being pushed. That's un, it's like behind your brake pedal up under the dash. If yep. you can fold yourself and get up under there and and have a look at it, that that would be a good spot to look. It might save him a lot of time. So oh yeah, if, if he's lucky, that's what. Right, right. Well, thank you so much for that. We love You're, tips. Thank you, Sam. Jimmy, Uh, I hope you're still listening. Uh, All right, y'all have a good one. Thank you. you. Okay, Preston, real quick, how's it going today? We're so glad you've called in. Yes, ma'am, I'm an old climber. I'm going to play a couple on you. I I wouldn't want to ask any questions. I was just trying to comment on something that you'd already had. Thanks for the show. Anyway, But uh, talking about just starting these cars up, I'm an old climber mechanic on Need to let that transmission warm up enough that that you're not throwing all that surge on you talking about. And another thing was the... uh, the uh, uh, catalytic converter in your uh, exhaust system, whenever you clean it up, it puts moisture down in it. If you don't let it run long enough to warm up and dry that stuff out. Thank you, Miss Allison. Thank and I'll, you. I'll get off of here. Thank you all for your show. And you're right. I forgot to mention that part. That's part of why you want to let your car warm up is so that the transmission fluid, which circulates through your part of your heating system and your radiator, you want that warmed up, too. So yes, that's, that's part of it. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, and like I said, now, your exhaust system, whenever you put that heat to it without letting it warm up, it causes moisture to get down in there. You see tailpipe dripping water? Yeah. That's what's doing it. Mm-hmm. All right. That's a good tip. Thank, Thank you, you Preston. Thank you very much. All right, so let's let's get uh, let's get one more. We've talked about driving cars, cold and lugging engine, cooling down uh, turbo cars. Uh, we talked a little bit with Roger about gears while driving. What what were you talking about with uh, rolling gear changes? So that's something I see people do. Unbelievable how many how many people do this, but they're literally their car is still rolling while they put it in drive or put it in reverse and you absolutely do not do that it will tear up your transmission over time it may take a while before you see a symptom but eventually it will and it'll cause premature damage to your transmission when it's rolling like that it goes into an idler gear it grinds all that and you you're not particularly going to hear it but it's doing microscopic grinds on that which will mess up your gears in there so do not roll your car while you you're changing the gear completely stop the car and change it into drive or reverse whichever one you're going to all right that's going to wrap us up for today's autocorrect our call screener today has been jay white and we thank michelle mcadoo each week for being our board engineer so for allison walker hey really honest to goodness follow her she leads an exciting life she has posts some good things on social media follow on facebook twitter and instagram the lady auto mechanic allison walker i'm liz gill up next is our thursday southern remedy show kids and teens with dr morgan mcleod but we hope you'll join us next Thursday at 10 a.m. for AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. 
This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 